Today we're going to provide an update as best we can on the COVID-19 situation. Um, we, we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks um, because weeks, right? mm -hmm. we uh, all of the changes here, people who have been listening to us for a while, watching our podcast for a while, you, you know that we live in Central Florida. Right. And so the last couple of weeks have really, especially the last week, has really seen some pretty significant changes around mm -hmm. here. Um, and, and in fact, some things that I never thought that I would see um, <laughs> happen, right. um, including the closure. Like we live within about an hour's drive of Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, Busch mm -hmm. Gardens, all these big theme parks. Um, I would have never imagined a time no. when they would all close and not just closed for a day, but they're gonna be closed for a couple of weeks. That's right, Central Florida, this whole area around Orlando, Disney, um, is one of the great tourist attractions in the world, right. we would mm -hmm. say. The Orlando airport is one of the busiest airports in the world uh, because of all the visitors, and that has essentially been shut down. Uh, yeah. Those parks are all closed. I, too, I never thought I would ever see Disney close for any reason. Right. It goes through hurricanes right. and all other kind of disasters. Yeah, for hurricanes, it might close for an afternoon or right. a day or two mm -hmm. or something like that, but they, they announced that they're going to be closed for a couple of weeks. Right, right. And um, so we're not as um, we're not as bad off as many of right. our fellow citizens. Uh, people in larger cities, Washington, New York, uh, San Francisco. Seattle. Seattle, mm -hmm. Chicago. Um, they're... Um, much more restrictive measures, mm -hmm. should we say, mm -hmm. than than, uh, than we have here. We don't rely on mass transit. That's one right. of the things that in the large cities they have to be careful of uh, in these days of uh, social distancing. Right. But we're beginning to uh, feel it, and I think in the next uh, couple of weeks we're right. going to feel uh, additional pressures to limit contact with each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, so while those huge sort of social societal changes mm -hmm. are happening, um, other much more closer to home changes are happening as well. Um, in many places around the country, uh, schools are closed. Yep. Our schools were closed. Uh, as you know, um, I'm working in the school system this year um, during the day, and um, we were closed for the last week. Now, right. luckily, we're on spring break this coming week, but we were closed right. uh, for the entirety of last week. Uh, no one was allowed to be at the schools right. um, except for some a few essential personnel and I know that it's like that in many other places uh, yeah. around the country um, and, and a lot of places are now shifting to or planning to shift to virtual school for the re right. remainder of the school year right beginning to use that technology yes. online technology but we have no choice um, two levels of education there's of course kindergarten through 12 um, mm -hmm. education and then there are all the colleges, colleges and universities and training programs around the country all of which have been shut down again right. a bizarre turn of events mm -hmm. The other, the other it thing is very movie-like. Right. Yes, it is. Um, the other thing we've been talking about here, we as as we've already noticed, um, mentioned, we live in Central Florida, which is hurricane. Um, we will be approaching hurricane season in June, so we go through hurricane season for mm -hmm. about six months each year. But those are regional mm -hmm. catastrophes, regional right. adventures. When a hurricane hits, it might affect parts of the southeast. Right. We have hurricanes here up north. They have blizzards and right. But they're regional, right. you know, earthquakes and hurricanes and tornadoes. But those are regional disasters. This is the first national mm -hmm. disaster, and um, so it has a it has many different dimensions yeah. than, than we're typically used to seeing. Right. So, but one of the things that we have been talking about is that how do we make sense of all this? Right. Because with this with this pandemic, 
um, it has obviously changed yeah. and affected everybody. Everything. Everybody around the world now mm-hmm. uh, is being affected by it. Stores some are more closed, so than others. Um, right. Limited transportation in right. most areas. And you see this silent um, thing. You know, you can see a hurricane. You can see a tornado. This you can't see, and it makes it even more difficult right. to uh, to manage. Um, and it creates a level of stress that most of us have never been exposed to before. Right. Most of us don't. My grandparents told me about the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, the epidem- pandemic of uh, Spanish flu at the turn of the uh, 20th century. But uh, I, w- we've had SARS and a couple of other, mm-hmm. Ebola, a couple of other scares, but nothing, nothing right. to compare to this. Well, which, is, which is what's so, what makes this so bizarre almost mm-hmm. because you know, we have gone through um, SARS and swine flu and avian flu Ebola. and Ebola mm-hmm. and all these others, and you know they were met with um, a lot of fear and a right. lot of uh, reports that we need to be careful and we need to limit mm-hmm. this. But nothing was done at this level. No, no, no we had healthcare workers right. who were exposed to those diseases. Um, a person here or there might get into the country right. who had it. But nothing, this is a pandemic, that's why they call it a pandemic. Right. It affects everybody. Right. Right? And so this has, this has brought um, new kinds of restrictions, limitations, and alterations in, in the way all of us um, are living right now. Right. Okay? And those sorts of massive universal changes inevitably create right. stress and other emotional challenges. Right. For virtually everybody, right. uh, in one way or another, everybody's being touched by right. this thing, and it's and everything is changing on almost a daily basis. So be mindful that um, there's going to continue to be changes. You know, mm-hmm. we, we heard yesterday that there may be this um, this um, I don't even know what to what to refer to it except for like a deployment of of national yeah. guard into our area because. Um, they, they've started to implement curfews around mm-hmm. in, in some of our neighboring counties, and right. so if you live in an area where they've, you know, they've put into place different mm-hmm. curfews and those kinds of expectations, they may bring in the national guard or some additional policing right. force to to help with um, dealing with some of those issues. Right. Hopefully, the anguish and the stress that we're experiencing right. won't spill over. Um, and become so problematic Hysterics. that we have to call up the National Guard right. and other um, military units to, right. to keep order. Um, you can imagine how that, I mean, you saw that we've all experienced the run on products, right. you know, paper products. And Not sure, I still don't understand the toilet paper thing. What the connection is, I don't know, but um, somebody must have mentioned that somewhere along the way, you know, yeah. better get this and better get that. There was a truck um, in North Carolina, semi-truck with you know, tons of toilet paper, you know, stolen. The truck yeah. was stolen, right? And so the police tracked it's it down. Really? Yeah, so so hopefully uh, public, um, the whole common wheel, the right. commonwealth won't fall apart. We won't need uh, those kind of extra measures. But, but you can understand how yeah. these panics set in and uh, people are talking about runs on the banks and take your money. None of that's necessary, right. of course. Yeah, and that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Right. Is amidst all of the panic and amidst yeah. all the hysteria, let's sort of um, regroup, mm-hmm. sort of gather our wits about us. And that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah, because it, it, it will be very easy and is very easy to freak out. Oh. Um, if you if you start listening to the news, if you you know start reading the paper, um, mm-hmm. some some of the 
particular reports in the papers and, and on the news, um, it would be very easy to become overwhelmed, to become very stressed right. and very anxious about what is happening. And we're going to try to provide some strategies and some insight just to kind of help you keep that tempered just a little bit so that right. you um, remain safe. That's right. Be mindful, be, be aware, follow the CDC guidelines and all mm -hmm. of that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, let's not, um, you know, go into hysterics where right. we're, you know, stealing semi trucks full of toilet paper. Right, right, right. Um, that, and so it's just, this whole pandemic, this whole Corona or COVID-19 um, pandemic is a serious issue. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's not, it really isn't an issue that we need to panic right. or become hysterical about. Serious, yes. Hysteria, no. Right. Okay. And, and that's because nothing deserves hysteria. Right. That's true. You know, there mm -hmm. really isn't any situation where we have, where we need to, you know, allow ourselves to get to that level. You know, once we get to that level, we're not making good decisions. We're right. not being safe. We're not being healthy. We're not doing the things that we need to do to remain safe in life. Right. When when we do our work here with individuals, one of the most common things we find ourselves saying is, do you control your emotions or do your emotions control right. you? On an individual basis, we want individuals to control their emotions rather than their right. emotions overwhelm them. And so it is nationally, internationally, globally right now. Right. We don't want emotions to overwhelm us. Right. We, we want to keep them in check. Um, how do you keep your emotions in check in the face of this invisible right. uh, enemy? Right. Okay? And so we found this article in a publication called The Conversation. It was written... And just to mention, we have links to several oh, articles. that's right. There are, um, there are four. I think there are about four that are linked in the show notes. Um, so if you want to check those out from the American Psychological Association, mm -hmm. the conversation, the CDC, as right. well as WebMD, there's a there's a blog post there. Right. One of the things we we always we talk about frequently here is that we one of the one of the recurring themes is you have to re you have to get reliable information. Mm -hmm. You know, Anthony Fauci, the, the head of uh, the Centers for Disease. Infectious Diseases for C, that's a voice of authority. He knows what he's talking about. He's been at this for 50 years. So. Listen to the experts, okay, right. and be very careful that you're you're getting reliable information. And so the articles that are posted today are from reliable sources, right. okay, and we want to pass those on to you. Um, the first one is is from the conversation. It was written by um, a uh, microbiologist from Spain who's been working on this. Unfortunately, Spain now has the second highest um, rates of hardest corona, hit. right after Italy. Um, and uh, he talks about we have a pandemic of fear, right. and I think that's that's exactly right, right. is that uh, sort of things have gotten ahead of us, okay? But it's also, while it's frightening, alarming, um, there's no need to panic, and that's what, that's what the experts are telling right. us. There's no need to panic, and he lists 10 reasons, and I think it's a, it's a good antidote mm -hmm. to all the hysteria that you see right. on the media. Remember, the media is going to keep you, they wanna keep you glued. Engaged and engaged to their programs. And so it's going to be a little sensationalistic, okay? Right. But you have to move away from that and get to what's really going on, what right. should I really rely on? And the first thing is we know what this is. Right. We know what the coronavirus is. You don't remember when the AIDS virus first hit? Uh, sort of, yeah, it was the, the 80s. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the disease hit, we, we knew right. there was a disease. We didn't know what caused it, right, right. okay? And, and so it was uh, more than two years 
before we identified right. that the HI, the Haemophilus influenza virus, is what caused the disease that mm -hmm. we call AIDS. And so um, it was two years before we knew that. In this case, it's been a couple of weeks. It's been right. like a, 10 days right. that we had already identified what this thing was, right. okay? So number one, we know what it is. Number two, we know how to detect it. Right. Okay, we have a test. We test for it. Mm -hmm. That's right, we have a test. We don't have a lot of the tests. We don't have enough tests, but, but we, can but we test know how for to it. do it. And now a, a company, I forget where they're located, I think in Washington, um, has developed a, a rapid turnaround mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. test, like in a day or so, yeah. or a few hours, we can have the results back, right. okay? Um, third, the situation is improving in China. Where this began, Mm -hmm. um, the situation is already getting better there. Right. There are fewer cases, right. fewer deaths. So we seem to... Um, it's slowing down. Have a, there's a way of slowing it down. And that's what happens with these right. viruses is you eventually develop immunities. Uh, the bubonic plague in Europe right. ended because people finally developed an immunity. You right. know, uh, but they took them a long system. time to figure out. It took years. In those days, you know, it took right. them a long time. Right. We're still trying to decide what was it the rat or the flea on the rat that was right. causing it. Um, number four, 80% of cases are mild. Right. Okay. Most people who get this, that's part of the problem. We have what are called silent spreaders. Right. Uh, people who are sick and don't really know it because their symptoms are so mild. Right. Okay. right. As we're sitting this close together. Well, to one another. It's all right. <laughs> we take our chances. Number five, people recover. Yeah. There are 13 times more cures than deaths. Okay? Right. Um, people are dying from this disease. Yeah. But we understand why and we, un we know what to do about right. it. Okay. Number six, symptoms appear mild in children. Again, the good news is right. mild. The bad news is they're mild because kids can be carrying the disease and we won't know it. Mm -hmm. That's why we had to shut down schools. I heard an announcement yesterday that Mexico's schools were open as of last Friday. Yeah. They may close them next week. And that's a problem because kids are going to have this mm -hmm. virus and you're not going to know oh, it wow. because their symptoms are so mild. Yeah. But fortunately, kids are not struggling with this disease. Mm -hmm. okay. um, the virus can be wiped clean. Yeah. Um, you can use alcohol, bleach. Uh, you've heard of the 60% alcohol rule, mm -hmm. you know, that you gotta make sure that it's at least 60% peroxide, alcohol, and bleach. Um, any of those can be used to um, kill this virus. Which is why you can't find any of it in the store. Which is why it's all gone from the shelves. I was at a grocery store yesterday, and it, I was in Poland in the 80s, and that's what stores looked like when Poland was under communist uh, Soviet rule. Um, there were very few products mm -hmm, available. Mm -hmm. You'd walk into stores and there would be empty shelves. Yeah. Every place you look was empty shelves. And that's the, it reminded me of mm -hmm. Poland in the 80s. Uh, number eight, science is on it right. globally. Right. Um, in just one month, in the first month, there were 164 articles um, that you could access on this disorder. And scientists around the world are working on mm -hmm. um, treatments and cures. Right. Uh, number nine, there are already vaccine prototypes. Yep. You're going to be hearing more about those. Um, uh, but remember, you got to be that careful what you inject. That takes time. You know, do you want to volunteer for right. one of those? You know, most people don't want to volunteer until we know it's safe. Yeah. That's why we have an FDA, and they're being very cautious. They want to speed up the process, but they want to keep people safe. Right. And we're not just going to, we don't have the, we don't have the, um, uh, ability just to test these right. on, on people. And number 10 is the same. Right. And number 10, antiviral trials are underway. Right. 
clinical thing, trials. It takes a little bit of time. Right, clinical trials are underway, but it's going to probably be a year. Yeah, I would say most people think it's going right. to be about a year. Uh, these things just don't happen quickly. Uh, right now, it takes almost two to three years to get new mm-hmm. drugs approved. Right. So we're going to. So when we say fast track. We might go from two or three years to one year right. or nine or 10 or 12 months. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be at this level no. of, uh, of stress and impact for, two, for the right. year. Right. Um, as we said before, you know, it's already slowing down in China and some mm-hmm. of the other places right. where, where, where it started. And so we're, we will get a handle on it. Right. It's just a matter of you know, getting through this initial phase of how are we going to manage right. it. That's right. And what we have to remember is that when we talk about that 1918 flu, uh, that caused more than 25 million deaths mm-hmm. in 25 weeks. Okay, so there's like a million people a week that this this is this virus is nothing. There's nothing comparable right. at this one, and we have technology right. and rapid communication today. We have a technology that didn't exist then, right. both medical and um, social. Exactly. Okay, and so. This, this is probably not that kind of virus. So, so though it's serious, right. there really is no need to panic, okay? Right. And there's hope. Right, that's right. There's hope on the horizon. I mean, right. this is, this, we're gonna, it's gonna be a couple of difficult weeks. The problem is um, we're gonna suffer in many other ways. We're right. probably not gonna suffer medically as much as we're gonna suffer financially, and emotionally, right. and economically. Um, educationally, I mean, this is really going to disrupt everybody's life. Right. Um, but but you're you're probably physically safe. Um, yeah. Most most of us are going to survive. Especially if this, you're even if you're you practicing the CDC right. guidelines of right. social distancing and cleaning right. and everything. And if you have a pre-existing condition, you know you yeah. you know all that stuff. But so there's reason for optimism and there's reason not to panic. Right. Okay. Absolutely. However, we're in for tough times. Right. Okay. We are already in for tough times yeah. and. As I look at all these articles and all the information coming out, we can think in terms of three broad areas. Um, what's being disrupted? Because we, we want to talk about the mental health aspects of right. this. Okay, how do we manage it? Number one, the, the disruptions that are that are occurring mm-hmm. and what those do to us, the feelings that we have, and the differential effects that this is going to have yeah. on different groups of people. Right. Okay. And as we kind of already alluded, you know. Everything is being disrupted right now. Absolutely. Um, and during this initial stage, everything is being disrupted. Stores are closed. Um, if they're open, they're you know limiting their hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- there's um, been changes to even delivery methods right. um, mm-hmm. and dif- delivery times for for certain goods and just the availability uh, of goods. Um, a lot of doctors' offices are closing unless they are uh, there are emergencies or you know That's right. significant medical cases Dentists. that need to be. Dentists are all closing. Um, mm-hmm. So there are these m- massive disruptions that are happening. Um, you know, we already talked about schools and right. sporting events and and theme parks and um, all this stuff is unavailable right now. Right. So there's disruptions. You have to get through that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are disruptions now. You know, in in the first, uh, there's so many things we could talk about here. We talk about the supply chain, okay, that the goods are going to move about. What we learned yesterday was that there are fewer goods coming into Florida because the transportation system is focused on Mm -hmm. larger population centers like they need more trucks going to New York right. and Chicago and Los Angeles, so there are fewer trucks coming here. Right. Okay? And so there is massive disruption, mm-hmm. and it's going to create anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. Okay? Absolutely. 
what's happening at a psychological level is four things. Number one, our routines have been disrupted. Right. When you interrupt somebody's routine, you think it throws you off. Okay. We were talking Even, about this yesterday because this we're recording this podcast on um, on Sunday, right? Sunday, um, March twenty second, mm-hmm. which is we're going to try to get it out the same day. But we've been talking about doing this podcast for about three right. or four days, right? And, and or recording this podcast for three or four days. But we, we haven't because our, our routine is so right. um, out of sync that it's really difficult to get the energy and motivation to get in and do the things that you routinely do. And how many times have we talked about, I'm kind of tired, I just don't yeah. feel like doing anything. It's because your routine is all right. Off, okay? You're Throw actually on. doing less right. than you usually would, Even but you, have, you feel tired. Right, but you're tired. Number two, predictability. Right. You can't predict what's going to happen from day to day. When I woke up this morning, the first thing I did was I opened the news to make sure that I was allowed to travel <laughs> this morning, that there wasn't a, that's right. um, a, a curfew imposed that would right. limit my transportation. Yesterday, the rumor that popped up was the National Guard's here, okay? yeah. that they're staging uh, exercise. Not true. Okay? Right. But you are. You're checking all the time. And, and you, when you... When you take the predictability out of your life like oh okay i can do this and then i'll do this and then i'll go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and then i'll get my hair cut that's all gone okay right. that creates stress three you can't do your normal activities right you can't go to the gym you can't get your can you get your hair cut i don't know <laughs> i was thinking about that because i need to get a haircut and i was right. thinking i don't even know if i can go do that am i allowed to get a haircut so all those normal activities are gone so so we you know we're we're a third we have one one the first quarter of this year is almost over. And so you establish your New Year's resolutions right. and all your routine. So you get these, all these routine, routines in place and now all of a sudden they get dis- can't go to the gym, yeah. gym's closed, okay? Yeah. So it took you three months to get to this yeah. routine and now you can't do it. Uh, you can't visit people. Um, people are talking about um, elderly relatives in nursing homes and you know you want to go take care of your parents, yeah. parents or relatives who are confined to nursing homes and you're, you're not allowed in, you're not yeah. allowed in hospitals. So even visiting your neighbors and going, mm-hmm. you know, just to go around, walk around the malls. The malls are closed. Yeah. Talk about Disney being closed, yeah. right? Everything. And, um, you know, people who like to shop, there are lots of people who during mm-hmm. the day, they'll go out to shop, they go to the marketplaces. Um, that's all gone. So, so all of your normal activities are disrupted. And now there's a financial strain. Right. Now we're beginning to feel the financial effects of this thing. People are worried um, who aren't working, who don't right. have an income. And so now there's a financial strain. So all of the things that we know of as psychologists that that can create stress and anxiety, all four of those things are happening right now. Exactly. And, and what those types of disruptions do mm-hmm. is they create feelings, they create emotions, emotions and, right. or, and, and trigger um, right. thoughts and, right. and ideas and worries and anxieties. And so there are a lot of different feelings that you're going to start experiencing mm-hmm. if you haven't already. Right. And, and they are going to fluctuate throughout the day. Um, remember, moods are sort of those uh, more stable um, yeah. overall uh, temperaments that we have yeah. uh, for periods of time, whereas yeah. emotions are, are, are spikes, if you will, right. um, in, our, in the way that we feel throughout the day. And so you may go from feeling pretty good right. to feeling very lousy um, yeah. in a relatively short amount of time, but mm-hmm. that's the way that you're emotionally reacting right. to things that are going on. And these disruptions are going to affect that. That's right. And so we have a whole list of feelings here that you, you're likely to experience. Yeah. One is you're going to feel vulnerable. Yeah. Here's this thing coming. It's like it's like the it's like the Passover uh, feast. You know, the, well, this cloud is going to come and kill people. Well, know? but think about how you feel when you know. Say you do risk 
and venture out right. to the grocery store and you hear somebody in the next aisle cough. Yeah. Or you reach for the cart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's on that cart? Or even if you don't think about that, but as you're walking in, there's a guy standing there at the front wiping off everybody the handles of the cart. So right. that immediately puts you into that state of, oh my gosh. I had to go to the grocery store yesterday. Right? Mm -hmm. I walked in and I'm looking for the wipes. Mm -hmm. Remember there were wipes yeah. up? No more wipes mm -hmm. in the grocery store. Nope. So, and you reach for a cart mm -hmm. and, and you wonder, um, is this it? Yeah. Second, you feel impotent. Right. Okay, I can't, can't do anything about I it. I can't do anything about this. Powerless. Just, right. Uh, anger and irritability. Absolutely. Uh, that's starting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> one guy, one writer said it took two days for him and his wife to start arguing with each other because yeah. they're quarant They're not quarantined, they're uh, socially isolated, mm -hmm. uh, social distancing. And he said it took two days for us to start harping yeah. at each other. Um, anxiety, mm -hmm. feeling anxious, yes. Sadness, yep. um, uncertainty, yeah. um, feeling overwhelmed, and boredom. Right. These are all the things that we deal with on a daily basis. These are all the feelings that we deal with in any psychological mental health practice. And the challenge is, is that the things that you typically do to overcome those, the exercising, the um, going out, the spending right. time with friends, the, all know, the, the healthy stress management strategies that we use to deal with these things, we're just not All the things to do right that now. we recommend, right. you can't do. Right. right. Everything that we recommend, almost everything that we recommend, you can't do yeah. in these circumstances. The other factor, so we have, first of all, disruptions. Second is the feeling that the disruptions produce. And then third, there's a differential effect. Right. The other thing that I'm other. noticing, my sister is single and lives in Washington, DC. She has a completely different challenge than I do. I can go home to people, okay? Mm -hmm. She's single. And so she and her single friends are having to come up with a way of right. dealing with all this yeah. that I don't have to worry about. Yeah, so there's we some have interesting new apps that are coming out for, um, you know, uh, house parties via an app. Right. Um, we drove down our street. Somebody was having, it looked like a kid's birthday party, but there was, they were in the front yard of the house and there were about eight or nine lawn chairs. And, but the people were spaced out, you know, <laughs> they were talking very loudly to each other. Right. There was this huge circle of lawn chairs because they wanted to keep their distance from each other. So they were still kind of getting together. I don't, I think the gathering was smaller than 10, um, but, mm -hmm. but that you could tell that they were distancing themselves from yeah. each other. Um, the elderly, yeah. another very unique population. Well, because they're you know, already susceptible, like other people with mental right. health conditions or other people with physical health conditions. Mm -hmm. you know, it makes mm -hmm. them especially right. um, susceptible to, to getting sick. And you can imagine, you know, my sister who is single, but working and young, mm -hmm. um, that's what, but if you're elderly, if you're a shut-in, Meals on Wheels, right. those sorts of programs that people, the elderly who are, who are isolated and don't have family members, mm -hmm. that's another, that's a whole other group of people right, right. who are going to have special challenges. The physically ill, mm -hmm. uh, who are, know they're at high risk yeah. or who need services and mm -hmm. don't know where to get them. The mentally ill, mm -hmm. people who are already tend to be anxious and depressed and dysphoric, um, they're at um, increased risk. Right. Um, parents mm -hmm. of children who aren't in school anymore, I can't imagine the right. challenges that they're Absolutely. You know, I, it's yeah. just so. Imagine being one of the few where your job is that you need to be there because they're reliant, but yet at the same time your kids are home and there is no place else to send them. That's right, and how do you get childcare? Who's gonna come into your right. house and who's gonna take care of your kids? 
or if you're working from home and you have three or four right. kids in the house. How do you do your job with the kids? So all these, these are unique challenges yeah. that we've never had to face before. Um, employers, mm -hmm. um, I know some people who own businesses and they're saying, um, a guy who owns some restaurants who said, um, I have to pay my employees. I, I mm -hmm. cannot, I, I feel this moral responsibility. You right. know? But he's, his restaurant closes, mm -hmm. but he feels the obligation to take care of those employees. Yeah, That's a lot of stress. And then the employees, the uh, employees who get furloughed. Mm -hmm. um, my son was their their whole company has shut down because they have to be out interacting with people. Mm -hmm. So what about those people? So right. they have this financial strain. Yeah. College students, yep. their education has been disrupted. Mm -hmm. They've had to leave their camp. Most have had to leave campus and return home, yeah. which may or may not be a pleasant experience. Right. You know, maybe they don't get along with their parents. Maybe their parents consider right. that. Maybe the bedroom's been turned into a study. Maybe they don't have or a don't have a place to go. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, and so their education has been disrupted, but maybe their their entire life has been disrupted. And, and while they are old enough to have some power over their situation, um, we think about the K twelve kids. That, that um, was my students, next group because they. Their education has essentially come to an end. It, it has, and, and they don't have any control no over control that. They don't over even anything. understand what's happening. That's right. Them. All they can do is worry mm -hmm. or not, you know, and, uh -huh. and either one is a bad thing. Right. You know, if they're not worried, they should be. If they are worried, they're they probably worried too much. They're worried too much. And so you have the whole K-12 crowd in our city. That's mm -hmm. 100,000 kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, and this is a small area. Right. Imagine large school districts right. and where are those kids going and who's taking care of them and do their parents have to work? Um, caretakers, mm -hmm. people who are caring for others mm -hmm. who don't can't get in to take care of them, yeah. or you know um, how how much contact you have. The homeless, yeah. Very. There's an article about the homeless in Seattle. Yeah. Um, what do you do with the homeless population? I think right. the people who live under bridges and they live in sort of mm -hmm. they're Small close to each other, mm -hmm. you know. And then finally, the 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 poor people who are crammed into small apartments right. in large cities where they have my six or seven people in a one bedroom apartment. Um, they cannot dis they cannot do social distancing. Right. I like all these pictures of people who are at the beaches and at their private places talking, kind of chuckling about social distancing. Yeah. Think about people who are crammed into small apartments right. in large cities and they don't have a choice. They have to live in close proximity. And those same people who, you know, if they lose a week's wages, they're going to lose their home they're, where they're living. That's right. Um, and so then they're going to be homeless. Right. So um, there's a lot to think about. People are living. Most most people live paycheck to paycheck, yeah. and uh, this is this is going to disrupt that. Absolutely. So what we did, and we can't go through all these because it would be way too much information. But yeah. what we did is we posted an article from the American Psychological Association, yeah. which defines social distancing, quarantine, and isolation, yeah. and what you should do, yep. how you manage these things. Um, as all of you know now, the incubation period is two weeks. So if you yeah. quarantine or isolate, it's for two weeks. But this isn't going to go away. Right. And we don't know whether you can get this uh, virus, whether you can get the disease more than once. Right. You know, yeah. you're not necessarily immunized right. simply because you get yeah. We just don't know. We don't we have don't the data. Okay. So there's an interesting article here about how to survive emotionally right. when, you're, uh, when you have social distancing. Yeah, that's in the... Okay. the um, from the American Psychological Association. Right, and there's a second one on managing, if you're if, if managing anxiety and stress. Yeah. Um, remember, everybody's a little bit different. So if you are living with family members 
everybody's going to manage this thing a little differently, right. even even within a family. Right. Okay. So remember that different people will react differently. And it's okay. important, you know, in the in in light of this idea of managing your stress and anxiety. You know, we don't we're not just going to say you know go go read the article. Mm -hmm. Think about things that you can do that manage stress and anxiety mm -hmm. that, that you can do within these boundaries of you know social distancing and right. um and, and remaining safe and and, and secure mm -hmm. you know going for for walks you know right. uh, just because walks. you're going for a walk doesn't mean that you're going to be around you know all, all these other people or right. anything you, you can go for walks by yourself um you know there's nothing to suggest that um walking around by yourself that is you know, mm -hmm. the virus is going to, you know, be in the air and, and float right. around and, and um, get to you. So, you know, be healthy, you know, exercise. You can exercise in your home. You mm -hmm. can do, you know, uh, push-ups and sit-ups and um, aerobics. Right. You can go to YouTube and, and pull up some videos and exercise there in your home um, to keep yourself fit. Remember, this is a respiratory right. virus, so you want to keep your, your cardiovascular system on, on right. um, you know, efficient and effective and, mm -hmm. and working at, at high, high capacity so that it can help fend off some of these mm -hmm. things that, are, that may be coming your way. That's right. Um, one of the, one of the uh, last articles we posted is by Seth Gillahan. I think we've talked mm -hmm. about some of his work before. This was published on March 20th, okay, so just a couple days old. And he talks about five things that you can do. Right. And the first one this is- This is from the WebMD. Yeah, be good to your body. Right. You know, and that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Sleep Eat well. Sleep, eat, and exercise, okay? Um, Things we've always talked about. You've got to stay healthy. As you said, this is a respiratory problem. You have to keep your lungs healthy. You have to keep everything working well, okay? Right. Second, get on a schedule. Right. Cannot stress the importance of staying on a schedule. Right. One of the first things we do with children who have ADHD or any other kind of problems is we, we, we try to get them on a better schedule, right. a routine schedule. You need a certain amount of sunlight every day. Right. Remember, our bodies work in a circadian rhythm, right. okay? There's a day-night cycle, and you cannot... Don't stay locked you, up. You can't disrupt that, okay? You have to stay on some kind of a rhythmic right. cycle day in, day out. Um, eat, eat frequently, three or four or five times a day, small meals to keep your metabolism going. Mm -hmm. um, stay active. Aerobic and non-aerobic mm -hmm. um, exercises keep your strength up. Um, take a bath, take a shower every day, stay clean, okay? Right. Stay healthy, do whatever you can to take care of, but follow a schedule. Keep a right. schedule as much as you can, keep a schedule. Yeah. Just because you're not going to work doesn't mean you stay up all night. Right. Just because you're not going to school doesn't mean that you, you know, you can sleep all morning. That's right. You need to still have a bedtime, still have a wake up time uh, and eat at, you know, at about the same time do about mm -hmm. the same thing as, as often as right. you can so that you just stay in that routine. So you want to be good to your body and you want to be good to your mind. Being good to your mind is well, you got to stop yeah. catastrophizing. Right. You got to stop. The, I mean, you just, you just have to force yourself to think logically and rationally. We began this discussion with 10 reasons not to panic. Right. Okay. There are more reasons not to panic than to panic. Don't catastrophize. Don't go looking through social media right. to see what the real story is. Don't worry about um, conspiracy theories. This is not the time for that. This right. is a biological organism, and scientists will figure out a way to deal with it. Right, yeah. So definitely a part of being kind to your mind is to not, to be mindful of what you're exposing yourself to um, intellectually. You know, right. what, what information you're, you're receiving, what you're seeking out, what you're reading, what you're listening mm -hmm. to. Be mindful of that stuff because 
the more negative you're exposed right. to, the more negative you're going to feel and think. That's and right. so that's so not taking care of yourself very well. Something we do every day we talk right. about here, negative yeah. thoughts. Um, as you avoid negative thinking, start thinking about the positive. Somebody mentioned today uh, or yesterday, uh, think of all those grocery store workers right. who are working themselves, or right. truck drivers who yeah. are working overtime and uh, people are in stores and stocking shelves. Somebody walked in uh, to one, mentioned a grocery store the other day that um, with all the pressure, um, the grocery store employees have been so pleasant, okay? Mm -hmm. So, and look at the healthcare workers, right. look at the first responders, um, all these people who are, uh, look at paramedics who are mm -hmm. still going into homes and right. dealing with people in crisis. And so think about all those people who right. are, uh, all the people out there, uh, restaurants who are uh, trying to stay afloat and, right. and staying up and, and doing what they can mm -hmm. to keep this thing going. And so, yeah, there are some bad characters out there and there's a lot of a lot of hoarding with a capital H going on, but think about all the good things that mm -hmm. are happening, okay? Right. Um, find moments of stillness. Um, you have to practice those. Uh, mindfulness. Mindfulness, you have to practice uh, getting still, um, not panicking, not Stay letting calm. your mind run mm -hmm. away, okay? Do those deep breathing exercises that we always talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Unplug from your devices every once right. in a while. Take a little bit of a fast every day. Turn the news off. Um, sometimes it takes about an hour mm -hmm. or two hours of non-stimulating environment. Just get quiet somewhere. Mm -hmm. Turn the TV off, turn the devices off, turn your phone over right. and just, just relax. Take a few times every day, put it in your schedule that you're going to relax. You don't right. have to meditate, you don't have to be a tree hugger, but you gotta take time to, to quiet your brain because right. it'll, it'll keep going and, and it'll keep predicting bad things. Right. Okay? It's, right. it's exactly. the way we're built. So make sure you make time for quiet. Absolutely. Um, and then um, stay close to the people you care about. Right. Okay. Uh, either, either virtually, yeah. online, or in person, but stay close to people you care right. about and who you know care about you. Keep those positive feelings. Right. Um, remember, because it's gonna be very easy for all those negative feelings that we were talking about earlier to, to take over. So let's let's make sure you stay connected with people that mm -hmm. make you feel good, that you feel good talking to and feel good interacting with, and, and talk about things that make you feel good. Don't right. just sit and talk to your, your best friend about the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, there's no, you know, that, that's not really going to necessarily help. Right. Talk to your friend and, and, and laugh and, and, and enjoy time. Yeah, remember, we're going to get through this. Yeah. Okay. It, it may be weeks, it may be months. We're going to get through this. Um, we're kind of all in this together right now. Suddenly, those national color, all those barriers mm -hmm. are starting to break down because now we have a common enemy. Um, and just like wars and other, yeah. other catastrophes, it's going to bring us together. And that's a good thing. It's, it's time that we do come together. But go ahead and do those things, you know, baking bread and mm -hmm. doing things that, that you've always wanted to do. Uh, you bought a lot of extra food, um, get some new recipes out and do some cooking. Absolutely. But enjoy, enjoy what you can. We yeah. know there are all these bad things going on, but enjoy what you have. Uh, I talked to a guy yesterday who said, uh, you know, he got furloughed from his job because of the way it's changing. But he said, um, I also got notified that my children's daycare was closed, so I get to spend more time with my kids. So he, it's a trade-off. He said, it's a trade-off. You know, yeah. he said, I, I, I'm worried about my job, but I get to spend more time with my kids, which is a good thing. Yeah, okay, so, so go ahead find and some find some positives. Okay. Absolutely. So, all right. That is it for today. Um, we're going to do our best to be back next week um, <laughs> with a, maybe a different topic and, and not on the COVID-19. Yeah, hopefully we won't have to talk too long about this. Absolutely. So until then, stay happy, stay healthy, 
and forget, and and forget to be afraid. Don't panic. There's yeah. no need. Forget to be afraid. Who would have thought? I would have thought it. Speaking of who would have thought, 2015, Bill Gates talked about this in a TED Talk. Look it up. Something similar. Yeah. Talked about up. a virus. Yep. But you said yeah. it then. Forget to be afraid. That's right. So okay. Prescient. Forget, that's right. Prescient. Yeah, yeah, see. Yeah, you got it. You and Bill Gates.